Would you have a look at these sunbursts? Just look at them. Behold in all their glory. Today we're going to go foraging through my guitar arsenal. Specifically, we'll be looking at slope-shouldered dreadnoughts. How awesome they are and why a slope-shouldered dreadnought is necessary for any guitar arsenal. Hey TAC family, welcome to episode 291 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. A show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more progress, joy, and fulfillment from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I'll be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, including a whole slew of new album announcements, some very, very exciting ones at that, a way to get some of my original music, and much, much more. Plus, we're going to look at a guitar snow from someone whom I met through a music store in Colorado. They actually worked there. That's all coming up, but first, two slope-shouldered dreadnoughts that will knock your socks off. These two guitars that I'm going to show you today from my guitar arsenal will convince you you need a slope-shouldered dreadnought. Now, the aim of today's show is not to convince you to purchase a slope-shouldered dreadnought, but I do think that these two guitars that I'm going to show you today will have an extreme impact on your gas guitar acquisition syndrome. Okay, so first, let's let's all get on the same page. What is a slope-shouldered dreadnought? A slope-shouldered dreadnought really is defined by a dreadnought whose body shape has sloped shoulders, rounded shoulders. You look at a Martin D28, and that's more of a square guitar, whereas you look at a guitar like this, uh, Santa Cruz Vintage Southerner or a J45 by Gibson, you'll notice that these upper this upper bout has much more of a slope to it hence the name slope-shouldered. Also, a significant characteristic of slope-shouldered dreadnoughts, or at least the ones I'm featuring today, is that shorter scale length, 24 and 3 quarter inches. A little bit more uh, spaghetti, noodly under your fingers, at least that's how the strings feel, but very comfortable to play fantastic strummers, and an overall great asset to your guitar arsenal. Okay, that's slope-shoulders in general, but let's go ahead and dig into two from my guitar arsenal. The first one being a Santa Cruz Vintage vintage Southerner. A stellar guitar. You got to hear it first and then we'll dig into the specs. This is the Santa Cruz Vintage Southerner, one of the two slope-shoulder dreadnoughts in my guitar snow. As far as specs go, it's pretty not interesting on paper, but as you heard, it's a pretty great sounding guitar. Here's what it's got. Uh, a Sitka spruce top, solid Sitka spruce top, under a beautiful lighter sunburst, ebony bridge, bone saddle, ebony bridge pins, a 24 and 3 quarter inch scale, as I mentioned before, an inch and 11 sixteenths at the nut, that is a bone nut, a Santa Cruz vintage style headstock with the Santa Cruz inlaid in ivoroid to match these ivoroid buttons on the shallower tuners. Also, I should mention the ivoroid binding on the body. The back and sides are a nice piece of solid dark mahogany and the neck is also made of mahogany and it has this wonderful um dare i say shallow profile uh usually i think of a j45 style guitar as a 
having a chunkier neck, but this one has a very comfortable, dare I say, modern neck profile, extremely comfortable to play. And uh, between that neck profile and the shorter scale, wow, this thing plays like absolute butter. Let's go ahead and listen to it again. So how did this guitar come to be a part of my guitar arsenal? Well, it all started, uh, I would say maybe six or seven years back. Uh, a Santa Cruz vintage Southerner came in for me to review. It came here, I put it through its paces and it never went back. Yes, I said, you know what? I'd like to keep this guitar and play it because it sounds absolutely incredible. So we worked out a deal and here it is. Um, this guitar fits a very specific role within my guitar snow, but we'll get to that story in a moment. I, uh, I first want you to hear it again, you know, not hear it for the first time, but I think you're gonna start to develop a, a relationship with this guitar because it is a fine sounding instrument. So why is this guitar in my guitar snow? Well, it fits a very specific role. You know, I have other mahogany dreadnoughts, but they're square shoulder and they have a longer scale length at 25.4 inches. This one again, as a reminder, is 24 and three quarter inches. So this guitar, plain and simply, sounds completely different. The shorter scale, the slope shoulder body style gives a much more uh, woodier, organic, almost tubby sound. And it, I, I don't want you to confuse that with muddy because this guitar is not muddy. It's very articulate, but each note, as opposed to being laser pointed, is a little bit puffier. It's a little bit uh, shotgun with no choke. I don't know if that's a real good description, but in terms of single notes, I think of notes that are pointed and notes that are round. And this one produces beautiful, round, full, single notes. So in terms of its use, in the studio, this is one of the best guitars I have ever played because you can close mic it. It doesn't overpower the mic. It maintains some articulation and some clarity. So if you're singing along with it, it's very clear there's a guitar there and a voice. If you're just playing instrumental, it's got a beautiful, beautiful woody acoustic vintage tone. And overall, it's kind of a jack of all trades, but it really excels under the microscope. And I mean close miking this thing because there's some beautiful detail in these single notes that just needs to be heard. In that case, let's go ahead and hear it one more time.
Next up is the Atkin J43. This is a sweetheart of a guitar, a phenomenal guitar, almost becoming my go-to guitar. Now I have a lot of different go-to guitars, but this one, this one handles every single thing I throw at it. And it has a lot to do with the specs of it. Um, so first let's go ahead and listen to this Atkin J43. with you the specs on this guitar but first I need to make a, a public service announcement rather this is a guitar geek service announcement a GGSA Atkin guitars continually amaze me they continually blow me away I've been to Chicago three times in the last year I've made it to Chicago Music Exchange three of those three times of those three times, I have played a variety of Atkin guitars because they are a dealer. They usually have six to eight in stock. So Chicago Music Exchange needs to be on your radar. It needs to be on your must visit list, especially if you wanna try Atkin guitars. All that to say, I've tried some of their all mahogany 14 fret guitars. We're talking small body, single O and double O. I've tried one of their double O 12 fret all mahogany guitars. I've tried one of their jumbo guitars. I've tried a single O 18. I might've mentioned that one already. I have tried numerous J 43s. I've tried a triple O 28. Um, every single one of those guitars has had something significant to offer. The fit, the finish, incredible. The feel, outstanding. The tone, wow, they've got it figured out. The recipe is there. Uh, so shout out to Atkin Guitars. Whatever you all are doing, whatever mojo, whatever wizardry you're putting in these instruments, 
keep doing it. I hope you never run out of it because just wow. Okay, onto the specs of this specific Atkin J43. It has a baked Sitka spruce top underneath this absolutely gorgeous sunburst. You've got a rosewood bridge. You've got a bone saddle. You've got a rosewood fingerboard. Inch and 11 sixteenths at the nut. That is a bone nut. A classic, dare I say, if I can, Gibson style headstock. Uh, three on a plate tuners with white buttons to match that vintage vibe. Mahogany neck with, again, uh, kind of a shallower, more flat profile. Very, very comfy to play. On the back and sides is a piece of beautiful rich brown mahogany. And one of the things that separates this guitar from the Santa Cruz Vintage Southerner is the scale length. It's subtly different, 24 and 7 eighths as opposed to 24 and 3 quarters. So it's just a little bit longer. And to me, that explains why this is a jack of all trades. It's comfortable to play finger style and you can flat pick it like you would a bluegrass guitar. So it really, as far as functionality and how the specs contribute to that functionality, it really ends up being just a phenomenal all-purpose instrument. Um, yeah, just a, a killer, killer instrument. Let's go ahead and, since, since I'm at a loss for words, let's go ahead and listen to it again. So where did this guitar come from? How did it get into my guitar snow? Well, Chicago Music Exchange. 100% blame on Chicago Music Exchange. I was in Chicago uh, the early part of last summer and I found myself somehow weirdly in the neighborhood of Chicago Music Exchange. So I said to myself, I'll just go in and have a look around. Well, they had four Atkin guitars in stock, two L00 style guitars and two J43s. And this one spoke to me. It handled every single thing I threw at it and I could not believe what I was hearing. I could not believe what I was feeling. This guitar just, it felt like I had played it for years and years and years and years. And yes, it does have a, a relic or aged finish, but not crazy. You know, there's no, no wear in it, just some lacquer checking and yellow binding. But this guitar just, it just was, it felt like I had owned it forever. That's how comfortable it felt. And that's how it sounded as well. So I got it from Chicago Music Exchange, much to Whitney's chagrin. This box showed up uh, four days after I got home from my trip. And I was like, yeah, I went to Chicago Music Exchange. And she was like, yeah, you sure did. So that's the story of how this guitar got into my guitar snow. I wanna tell you why it's in my guitar snow here in a bit, but first let's hear it again.
So why did I choose this guitar? I chose this guitar because of its versatility. Um, again, it has that subtly longer scale length, 20 and 7 eighths inches. So I can flat pick with this guitar and I get the string snap that I like. I can finger pick with this guitar and I get the, the slack that I like from the strings. So it really does handle everything I throw at it. And I also have to say, this guitar plugged in is probably the best sounding guitar I've ever used, I've ever plugged in. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's just got a simple K&K &K, uh, Pure Western Mini pickup in it. And I plug it through a, a Fishman Aura and the thing sounds magical live. It really does. It, it, it's so transparent sounding. And I don't know if that's the guitar, the pickup combination, the, the, um, the preamp combination. I don't know what it is, but this guitar is my go-to live instrument. It handles anything I throw at it. It sounds amazing plugged in. It sounds amazing acoustically, and it has a ton of volume. You know, usually I would associate lower, more mellow volume with a slope shoulder dreadnought and a shorter scale length, but this thing screams. It really does. You can dig into it. It'll keep digging. So as far as its versatility, that's why it's in my guitar arsenal. And this is, again, probably one of the most versatile guitars in my collection. Let's go ahead and listen to it one more time. to be back at the desk. Now I do have a question for you. Of those two slope shoulder dreadnoughts, which one was your favorite? Did you like the Santa Cruz or did you like the Atkin? Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. And while you're down there typing, is there a favorite slope shoulder dreadnought that you have? Maybe you own it or maybe it's one you've dreamed of. Go ahead and let me know that in the comments as well. On to your first dose of acoustic news you can use and man oh man have I got a dandy dose of news for you. First up, if you happen to find yourself in Bozeman, Montana tonight, I'll be playing at Nordic Brew Works from 7 to 9. A nice solo show. So if you're, uh, yeah, if you're in town, come visit me. I'd love to play some songs for you. I'd love to meet you. Again, that's Nordic Brew Works from 7 to 9 tonight. And that is, of course, May 16th. And uh, speaking of live shows, mark your calendars for August 4th. August 4th at Pine Creek Lodge here in Montana. Actually, uh, Pine Creek Lodge is about 30 miles east of Bozeman in the Paradise Valley. It's absolutely beautiful, and Pine Creek Lodge is one of the best venues in the world. It's like a, a best-kept secret, if you will. Charlie Parr is going to be playing August 4th at Pine Creek, and I'm so grateful he asked me to open his show for him. So I'll be playing before Charlie that day, and hopefully... Um, I'll join Charlie for a few songs a little bit later in the evening. So again, mark your calendars for August 4th at Pine Creek Lodge here in Montana. Be a good vacation getaway. Go visit Yellowstone National Park. Go check out Charlie's show at Pine Creek. 
It'd be a good, it'd be a good vacation day. It'd be a darn good vacation day. Uh, next up on the news list, oh, I've got one more shameless plug here. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a few albums out. I've got three albums out, Rodent, Driftwood, and Hog's Back. And people always ask me, hey, Tone, uh, what song is that that plays at the end of the Acoustic Tuesday show? Well, that's a song that I wrote. And I have these albums available for you to purchase if you want to purchase them. I just started a Bandcamp account, uh, so go ahead and check out tonypolacastro.bandcamp.com. I'll throw a link in the description if you want to purchase any of those albums. Uh, basically, before today, they've sat in a closet in my basement. They've just sat there in boxes. And I figured to myself, you know, I'd like to, to offer these to the folks. So they will be available on Bandcamp if you so choose to uh, grab one for yourself. You know, Christmas is coming up. You could always could always gift some albums for, uh, for a Christmas gift for your friend. And the CDs double as a coaster if they don't like the music. Uh, anyways, moving on to some more music. Uh, some new albums are in the hopper, and one of which I have got my eyes on. On July 21st, Molly Tuttle is releasing another album. The album's name will be City of Gold. I believe it is Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway, a fantastic group of musicians, and they just released a song off of that album named El Dorado. So let's go ahead and listen to that right now. This next chunk of news comes from Chicago Music Exchange, and this is quite possibly one of the funniest videos I have seen to date. Back in the day, Line 6 released these guitars called Variax guitars, and they could do all sorts of funny things, like you'd switch a knob and it would switch the tuning, it would switch the sound of the guitar. They were really bizarre instruments, and they they released quite a few iterations of these Line 6 Variax guitars. Well. Chicago Music Exchange just purchased a whole slew of these vintage Line 6 Variax guitars. And they thought, they took some inspiration from the old time mandolin orchestras and thought, we could create a Line 6 Variax orchestra. And um, well, this is how it went. Hi folks, Nathaniel here at Chicago Music Exchange. We've done some silly videos in our time, but this might be the one that actually takes it, I think. So what we did recently, we bought a number of Line 6 Variax guitars. Uh, Dan, that's you to thank for that, thank you. Uh, so instead of demoing each one at a time, we thought we'd assemble the Simi Variax Orchestra. We're gonna play a little concerto for you now, so. Sorry in advance, by the way. Are we ready? And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four. Keep <laughs> 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 that <laughs> We ready? And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four.
now it's time to grab your guitar. We're gonna check in and see what the TAC family is working on today. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates through the five essential skills to learn any song and learn any song fast. On Mondays, they do a technique challenge, Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge, Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays, a chord transition challenge. It is Tuesday. The TAC fam is working on a guitar lick, and here it is. Bouquet of Flowers is the name of your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. This lick uses double stops in the key of C to accentuate a C to G chord change as well as a G to C chord change with a little bit of manipulation. You'll see what I'm talking about here in a moment, but first, here's how the lick sounds. nice kind of boomerangy, bouncy guitar lick. Now, as I mentioned, if we split this right down the middle, we can get a fill or a lick that goes from a C to a G chord, and then a fill or a lick that goes from a G to a C chord. I'll show you how that's done in a second, but first, TAC fam, if you wanna learn this note for note, please log in. This is your daily challenge. Go ahead and click on Start Challenge. That'll take you to the teaching video. Once you get it under your fingers, you can move to the play along video. Don't forget to choose a speed that's comfortable for you, and go ahead and pull up the tab by clicking that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner. Okay, so this lick really does have two uses, actually three. As with most of these licks, you can end a song with it. Uh, that's, it sounds pretty good. Uh, in this case, we're going from a C to a G chord back to a C. Pretty classic ending it for any song in the key of C. So yes, it works as an ending to a song as written, but we can accentuate chord changes with this lick as well. And like I said, we're just gonna split it right in half. So let me go ahead and play the first half of the lick and show you how you can use it to go from a C chord to a G chord. That would sound like this. Pretty cool way to get to an up the neck G chord. And all I'm doing is I'm only modifying it slightly. The first part's the same. But after that, I'm just walking into a G note on the D string, which allows me to play that, that condensed closed position G chord. Cool, great. So now let's look at it from the perspective of going from that G chord back down to the C chord. And I'm gonna go from this up the neck closed position G minor, <laughs> this up the neck closed position G major chord, and I'm gonna use that backward slide and end up on that C chord. Let me go ahead and play it in time for you uh, so you can hear how it sounds in context. It would sound like this. So as you can see, this lick is useful in a variety of ways. Yes, it's useful in its two measure full form, but we can also, again, split it down the middle and use it as a transition from a C to a G chord, and then again, as a transition from a G to a C chord. Something great that you could spice up your rhythm with, something great that you could enter or exit a solo with. Overall, it's got kind of a, it's kind of a Swiss army knife in general. Now, before we get back into the show, I wanna talk about something that's really important on your guitar journey. Now, I've mentioned this probably a dozen or more times before, and that is comparison thinking. Um, please stick with me here, especially if you heard this before, because it's very important that you understand that comparison thinking can literally remove, it can suck all of the fun out of your guitar journey, period. And I'm not talking about just comparison thinking when it comes to ability. 
I'm talking about comparison thinking when it comes to guitar routines. I'm talking, I'm talking about comparison thinking when it comes to guitar gear, even the guitar somebody else plays, okay? Comparison thinking is like this evil seed that gets planted that starts to grow and makes you feel like you're not good enough. You are good enough, okay? Everybody is on their own unique guitar journey. And that's something that you have to keep in mind. And it's something that you really, it's almost something to be admirable of other guitar players for. It's cool to see other players succeed. Their goals are different. Their experience is different. Their gear choice is different than you. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's an apples to oranges comparison. Someone else's guitar journey has no bearing on yours and your guitar journey has no bearing on someone else's. They're each different. This isn't a special snowflake talk. This is the reality. And I know this because comparison thinking can lead you into this almost dark place where you feel like nothing you do is good enough. You know, our brains are always trying to attack us and always trying to keep us safe from going out on a limb and pushing ourselves just beyond our comfort zone. Comparison thinking is like fuel for that, that voice in your brain that says, oh, you'll never do this. You can do this, I'm here to tell you. And one of the ways to help yourself realize that you can do this is to stop comparing yourself to others. It's great to admire, it's great to be inspired, but please don't compare yourself to other guitar players because as I mentioned, it can really wreak havoc on your guitar journey. Your guitar journey is your own and you should be darn proud of it. Now it's time to hop in the Acoustic Tuesday tour bus. Yes, we're gonna fill up the gas tank and we're gonna head down to Lafayette, Colorado and check out Andrew's Guitar Arsenal. Now, funnily enough, I met Andrew via email when I was purchasing a guitar from Wildwood Guitars. He emailed me and he said, hey, I love the Acoustic Tuesday show, love what you do. So when I saw this submission come in, I was delighted. Here's what Andrew has to say. Hey Tone, I hope you're doing well. I've since moved on from Wildwood to work as a nutritional health coach, but I'm definitely still enjoying the Rocky Mountains here in Colorado. Here are my guitars from left to right. The Humble Taylor 324 CE, a Taylor Custom GA, which is V-braced with the Torified Sitka Spruce Top and Rosewood Back and Sides, a Martin Triple 028 Custom Shop Authentic 1937 with Stage 1 Aging, a Martin D18 Authentic 1939 with an aged VTS Adirondack Spruce Top and Mahogany Back and Sides. Andrew also has some music out, so if you're on Spotify, make sure to look up Andrew Lazino, L-A-Z-I-N-O. It's always fun to listen to fellow Acoustic Tuesday viewers music, so if you're so inclined, take a listen to some of Andrew's songs. Now on to your second dose of acoustic news you can use. Actually, before I get into the second dose, if you're thinking to yourself, that Andrew, he's a cool guy. He got his guitar signal featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show. I'm a cool guy. I'm a cool gal. I'd like to get my guitar signal featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Well, it's really easy. Everything you need is in the description below. There's a link to purchase a guitar signal shirt. Get yourself a guitar signal shirt, put it on, take a picture amongst all of your guitars, and then submit it in that link in the description below as well. There's two links down there. The second one will allow you to submit your picture. Tell us a little bit about yourself and I'll feature you on a future Acoustic Tuesday show. Now on to your second dose of acoustic news you can use and more new music awaits. Yes, your record collection is going to grow this summer. Uh, first up, Coulter Wall is releasing a new album on July 14th and I am so beyond excited for this album. He released a song off of It. It's a Hoyt Axton cover, and the song is beautiful, and of course, it's just Coulter Wall. I mean, I feel like everything he sings, everything he touches, 
is just awesome from his guitar playing to his voice it's all there let's take a listen to it right now the song is called evangelina and a fire i feel for the woman i love is driving me insane knowing she's waiting and i can't get there god only knows that i rack my brain try to find a way that woman in old Mexico. The last piece of news I have for you is another album you need to know about. While this album is not new, it's been recently repressed. So I guess it's in stock again. Nora Brown. I've mentioned her on the show before, a fantastic old-time banjo player, a great singer, and just a, a, a steward of the old-time banjo tradition. She has an album entitled Long Time to Be Gone. It was pressed on vinyl. It sold out pretty quickly, so they did a second pressing, this time on blue vinyl, 140-gram record, and it just looks awesome. This album sounds awesome, and you need to get one because there's only 575 records in this second pressing. It's a limited edition. It's got some uh, really cool liner notes included in it, and it's just an album that you need to have. It's one of those albums you throw on, and it just makes you feel good. It just makes you feel good and appreciate old-time music and the fact that it's still being played and it's still around. And Nora treats it oh so well. Her treatment of these songs are just is just awesome. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to a song off of that album, a song she recorded, and it's a popular one, Cumberland Gap. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. I just, I, okay, I said that song was a popular one. You're not gonna find it on the Billboard Top 100. You're probably not gonna find it on the Billboard Top 500. I meant popular in the realm of old time music. Okay, I just needed to be clear there. And on those uh, plunky banjo notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, yes, we shall take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, you're gonna learn about 10 guitar players. 10 guitar players whose main instrument choice is resonator guitar. So if you're getting into resonator guitar, if you're looking for more music that features resonator guitar, next week's episode is for you. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And before I let you go for today, please let me remind you of this. Your guitar success, however you define it for yourself, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. And I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you. Guitar Geeks Unite.